0: good afternoon everybody welcome to the matt townsend show i'm your host dr matt townsend your coach your guide on the side today i will be your financial coach why did you say uh-oh? That is rude. Look at me. Independently wealthy. <laughs> Why are you laughing?
1: Because that's great. I'm happy for you. Okay, that I'm was a happy laugh. Okay. Yeah, i laughing with you. Yeah, laughing with you. Because it felt like a cynical
0: laugh, like a ha! Ha! Today we're talking money. Not because we have any, but because we have some incredible guests that are going to teach us how to deal with our debt. As I look around the room, between all of us, easily, we have hundreds of hundreds of dollars. Maybe up to a thousand. Mainly because of Mike, I think. Actually, Fair to say. yeah, Mike. Well, except Mike went on a long trip, so he probably has all of his money in Easter or uh, in European currency, Swiss banks and Swiss banks. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So we actually don't know how much debt you have because it's all hidden away. Are you guys debt-ridden? I mean, you look ridden, but are you debt-ridden? Are we ridden by debt? <laughs> no. Thank goodness. But once again, Mike, we we, we you will never know. Yeah, I. I don't know how to you don't figure know. that out. Well, you, once you got that little card thing, what do you call that? Oh, credit card.
0: Once you got a little credit card thing, you never knew of debt again. You just kept charging and
1: charging. You have like six of those, right? Mm-hmm. Four. Four. And a half.
0: Half a card. Because they cut it in no, half. Somebody kidding. cut it in half
1: for me. I have one.
0: Do you? Yeah. It's packed up, isn't it? It's loaded. Actually, it's to the max. No. Isn't it? Good boy. Because you know what? Ask Aaron this. Uh, you, you, you're you're going to want to get married someday. You have a wonderful friend?
1: Probably, maybe. I uh, No.
0: I do a credit check. But ask Aaron, because I'm sure when Aaron brought that load of debt that he carries into the marriage, I'm sure she thought about it twice. Is that true, Aaron?
1: Yeah. I mean, I found out she had about a 500 credit score, which is pretty good,
0: right? You know? Uh, not <laughs> no. so good. <laughs> <laughs> not, not really. Well, it, it, it's a good in some places. Uh, like Afghanistan. No, actually, she hasn't ever had a credit card, so okay. I wonder... But I do. So I actually have pretty good credit. Because that's one of the big things. Money's the number one thing that causes divorces. It's the number one thing we fight about. So we decided to go talk to the profes- the, the professionals. We call him the um, doctor of passion. Passion.
1: Yep. The doctor passion.
0: James. Also today the doctor of debt.
1: Yeah, and yes. its impact
0: on passion. <laughs> Indeed, I have a feeling that there's an inverse relationship between
1: debt and passion. Probably, I'd imagine so. As debt goes up, passion goes down, and so that's why, as the doctor of passion, that our goal is to make the debt go down and the passion go up. So that that's how it works? You
0: just winked at me. <laughs> no, no, nobody no, no, on no. the radio so can hear that because you're, you don't. You, you wink very quietly, but right when you said. As the debt go down and the passion go up, you
1: winked. Well, usually there's a, a whip when I, I wink, mm-hmm. so I don't usually wink quietly. So. Is the whip your eye winking? Yeah. <laughs> so now everybody out there in listener land,
0: every time you hear the wink, <laughs> that is – that. just imagine James, he's got an eye wink. Right
1: there. Yeah, that's when
0: I'm winking. I, I have to tell people that because there's a lot that goes on in the
1: studio that people don't get to see. <laughs> And I just want people to be aware of that. So, James, you've done a lot of research. Yeah, um, and you know, as we've been talking about, debt is a big issue. And, Huge, and it's it's a common link. I feel like we all share. And actually, an analysis of the Federal Reserve uh, that they their statistics um, for 2014, the average household owes seven thousand eighty seven dollars. The debt. average household is seven thousand eighty seven dollars in debt. Yes, that's why it's good to be less than average.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right? Subpar, I like to go
1: yeah. for. Yeah. Well, and, and other statistics that, um, once again, the average no uh, American way. household is in mortgage debt of $149,782 hmm. and has a, a student loan debt of $34,703. Ouch. Wow. It's a lot of money to be in debt. That is also a lot of decrease in passion.
0: Yeah. That's passion deflation. You hear of inflation. You never hear of deflation or passion deflation.
1: Yeah, there is a, a travesty, a tragedy happening in America of this really huge uh, passion deficiency that people are mm-hmm. experiencing because of this debt. Um, which says, we, it, I'm
0: just doing a rough edition um, of all of the debt you just explained, about $137,000. Is that right? And In debt? Of to- total average debt? debt per family
1: that including like, mortgage that's personal. like one hundred and ninety oh, thousand dollars. Yeah,
0: yeah. See, I don't do math. No, it's it's okay. But uh, one hundred ninety thousand dollars, which forget relationships, that's exhausting. Period. Yeah, you you owe so much money,
1: and yet tomorrow you have a baby, and you need to go buy a crib. Yeah, and and the constant pressure of thinking that debt never sleeps you know when you go yeah. to sleep and for how many hours you do debt's working away you know cranking up how much you owe you know and so but there there are tools out there to help us relieve some of this stress you know because a lot of us can be caught in the in the um, minimum payment trap oh, you know yeah. that's one of them cuz you know of all of these loans that we have there's always this minimum payment and if you just pay that minimum payment it's going to take forever to pay off yeah. those loans. I See, mean, that's what they want you to do. Yeah, exactly. Like for example, if you're a, if you had a uh, a loan of five thousand dollars at a, let's say an eighteen percent APR, and you only paid the minimum payment every month, how long would it take to pay that off? Um, I would say twenty years. A little over 39 years. 39. Which, and in the 3. end, you're
0: paying how much?
1: Yeah, that's... $10 billion.
0: Approximately.
1: No, but the, lines, the, the loan is originally $5,000. Oh, that's but, ridiculous. Yeah, but yeah. almost, you know, a little over 39 years later, what you have paid off is over $15,000. Mm. It's crazy. And so the goal is to pay off your debts as quickly as possible so we pay as the least amount of interest. Hey, I have an idea too. What? What is it? Uh, don't go into debt. Yeah, that's a great idea. Now, again, I'm old-fashioned, but maybe you just don't buy that thing. Yeah. Well, and... But sometimes it's necessary, you know, with with the house. You mean teeth? With with all these situations, yeah. sometimes you, know, you have live, to go into debt. Yeah, live within your means, sure. obviously. But sometimes you have to. Yeah. And so there's a great program that's called the Accelerated Debt Reduction. Um, that you're, it's kind of an investment of sorts, mm-hmm. you know. That, but you're going to invest in getting rid of your debt. Who am I investing in with? yourself. Mm. So, the, so basically what it is, is that you, you map out all of your lines of credit, all of your debt, yeah. you know, and put it in column, columns and list out how much you're paying for those things and identify the one you're paying the least amount of money to, your smallest, well, I should say your smallest debt. The one that's the, the easiest one to pay off. The, yeah. the, the one you could pay off the fastest. Yeah, exactly. Like okay. a credit card for like yeah. 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. And so what you do is you take the minimum payment and double it and then you try to pay that one off. And then once you once oh, you pay that yeah. off, dedicate all of that money that you took so that, that minimum payment doubled and put it to the next one and then take, take that and then put it to the next one, next that's one, next great. one. And the thing that's crazy about this that is, is insane is that it is said that those that do the the accelerated debt reduction program, that the average American can get out of all debt, including the mortgage, within six to eight years. What? Isn't that crazy? Within yeah. six to eight Where years. Where do they find out about the Accelerated Debt Reduction Program? Well, there's a lot of different calculators and, and things that they can do to to check it out. One one site that's especially good is called PowerPay.org. It's a, run by a university that you can go there and you can make an account and has all these different tools. Hmm. And an, another thing that I love about this program is the fact that you can map it out, that you can yeah. actually print out a calendar yeah. that's show, going to show the exact date when you're out of debt. Okay, but here's the dilemma. What's that? Let's just say eight years from
0: now, we get all out of debt. And then I'm walking through, I don't know, the airport. And there's some guy there that says, hey, do you want a free T-shirt? And I'm like, sure. And he says, great, can you fill this credit app out for American Express? And I want a T-shirt because it's free. (laughs) So then I fill it out. And then all of a sudden, I've got an American Express credit card. And now I've got to use it because I've got the
1: T-shirt. Yeah, that's that's a great point. What do you do? Well, I guess that you probably just add that to the list, you know, that that you can constantly update this this program, you know, of all of these just different programs. Just add your programs. next credit card. Yeah, exactly. But I would look at that as like, I don't know, a $10,000 t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could probably go buy a really nice t-shirt with I don't know, like a Nike brand. Yeah, use use uh, one of your credit cards that you already have. Don't be don't fall for the free yeah. t-shirt scam. Mm, no, good job. Yeah, but it, it's it's all about it's all about getting rid of that debt that has so much pressure on your shoulders. That's huge. Yeah. And that's not that hard. No. That can be done. No. So once again, um, um, powerpay.org. Powerpay.org. You know, it gives you some tools. It's, it's just one of the many tools that exist yeah. that can help you get out. And then in the end, you're guaranteeing
0: as a doctor with a K, uh, as a doctor of passion, you are guaranteeing that at that point we would then have tons of passion more in our passion. Marriage, in our life. Yep. Doctor with a K uh, guarantee. And I think that deserves one more whip. <laughs> wink, wink. We're going to take a break. Good work, James. Doctor of Passion. When we come back, we're going to bring in some other experts. Joanna and Johnny from OurFreakingBudget.com. That's the name of their website, OurFreakingBudget.com. A great site to help you take care of your debt, figure out the tricks of the trade. How do you save your money, and how do you uh, you know add on new expenses like a child and still make it through life without the debt? This is the Matt Townsend Show. We will be back with the experts helping you find the good in life giving you a leg up right here on BYU radio welcome back everybody hey are you uh, are you in debt not to get personal with you but as you're driving in your car that you're paying way too much for, and the gas, and you know, you got to get home, take care of the family. That new baby may have tipped you over financially. Do you feel like you're, you're not able to dig yourself out? Our guests today, Joanna and Johnny from the website OurFreakingBudget.com are joining us right now. They, um, they birthed this wonderful website on December 2012. They both have background in advertising, copywriting, you know, kind of designing, editing, they're just, you know, multifaceted. But they all of a sudden decided. I guess we've got to figure out our debt, our money situation. They they were married. What year were you guys married? You're better at this. 2007. <laughs> yeah. 2007. June yeah.
2: 2007.
0: So, by the way, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for, having, for having, us. having us. Here you are. You get married. I guess one of you brought more debt into the marriage.
2: That was me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so actually, I, I know. And Johnny actually didn't bring any debt. So yeah, I did bring a lot more. Um about a month before we got married, I sat Johnny down. I told him we needed to have like a serious talk. Yeah.
0: Before we get married, you need to know something.
2: Yeah. I think he was wondering if I, I was going like, to call up it with off me first. Oh
0: yeah, it was that serious.
2: <laughs> Cuz I just felt really guilty. Yeah. I had $10,000 in student debt that I'd acquired over my uh freshman and sophomore years of college and so I wanted him to know that he was kind of you know, getting a girl with yeah. a little bit of financial yeah. baggage.
0: Wonderful woman, just carrying a little financial baggage.
2: Right. Yep. So um, he was super, you know, nice about it. And uh, actually, as soon as we got married, we decided that our finances were going to be um, a joint effort. There yeah, was, put them all
0: together. Right yep. when you got married, you did that. Yep. We
2: closed our separate bank accounts, opened up a joint account, and uh, – there was no yours or mine it, it was all ours from the beginning, and I you think
3: started off with a, a negative bang, but it was good. It was but, yeah. good,
0: but, but you know what honestly, but ten grand debt for school debt is one thing I mean, if mm-hmm. this had been you know a ten thousand dollar gambling debt, sure then we'd have be. a yeah. yeah we'd have a bigger discussion
3: <laughs> right right
0: so I mean but you were terrified. I love that you were terrified because. <laughs> If some people, I guess we heard the average uh, school loan debt is like $30,000, I guess, per household. So whatever. what You guys know the numbers better than me. But $10,000 is not too bad. And then you guys started, you probably could then work the Johnny magic. So how did Johnny get through school without all the debt? Did you have to learn?
2: Um yeah. So, like, did I have to learn how to? Yeah,
0: because I mean, all of a sudden, you use student loans, I guess, but somehow Johnny skipped through all of that.
3: Yeah, and I, I was, I was uh, definitely advantaged by the fact that my parents oh, um, went into it, at least for my first and yeah. second year, to to at least help me navigate sort of my freshman year because. Freshmen clearly are That's the worst chaos. people in the world. I know, totally. Well, um, yeah, and you're targeted too. I yeah. bet you're a big oh, target yeah. for sure. So, but but beyond that, um after that, you know, we were able to benefit from grants, and we spent a lot of time researching just ways that we could avoid getting back into debt. And we yeah. did have uh, over over the course of our education, I actually picked up probably another ten grand of debt to do internships in New York City and yeah. in LA, which seemed, again, at the time, a great opportunity, and it, and it was. It paid off, but. Uh, we just didn't have that money in pocket, and so it required us to to get a little bit more debt. Well, don't you love
0: the grant idea? I mean, all of a sudden you're too rich living with your parents, and then you, <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden you get married, and you're just below the poverty line. Yeah, and the government right. says, makes a cover. lot of we'll sense, cover right? That for yeah, you.
2: yeah, that was really nice and helpful. Um, so yeah, when we graduated, we ended up having about twenty thousand dollars in student loans, which isn't a lot, but you well, yeah. know compared to. Just, you know, going to BYU, it was luckily a fairly inexpensive university. But um, it was still – it felt like a lot for us just as, you know, like –
0: It was overwhelming. Your income too. I mean you weren't making what you are now because now you're making billions of dollars
3: off of our
0: freaking budget.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean and that I think that was the hardest part and why we really sort of kicked gear on paying off our debt was the fact that every time I got a paycheck – it never felt like it was mine. Yeah. It always felt like, oh, cool, you made, you know, $1,200 as paycheck, but you owe t- someone else 20000 yeah. So it's like, I'm a loser. I, I mean, I guess I, <laughs> I can spend this, ahead. but I feel terrible spending yeah. it because yeah. it's not my money. It's some Someone else legally has an obligation to having this money, maybe yeah. not right this second, but and I think more than anything, psychologically, that just wasn't going to work. And I think that's more than anything what, what kicked our bottoms into gear to figure this out.
0: Well... What a great paradigm because wouldn't you love, I don't know, uh Congress to have that same right? yeah. pressure. <laughs> yeah. Like ah, I I'm I'm we brought in a billion, but I'm gonna give away thirty billion. Yeah. I mean it's, it's it, it, there's a conscience. You're you're running by your character now. Yeah. That's great. But think of that magnified times three hundred million people. We're all out there digging a hole, and they never feel like they get to fill it up.
3: Yeah, it's it's hard, and I think having been through it, and and again, we could we consider ourselves really fortunate. We didn't bring on any credit card debt, and you know, there's debt uh, as a result of medical expenses, and so you know, we we consider ourselves really fortunate in in the debt that we collected yeah. and the ability to pay it off quickly. But knowing how others feel, um, it just it it breaks our heart knowing, um, you know, we there's a post out yesterday about a study that, uh, you know, a third of America is in delinquency in debt. So not only do they have debt, but they're past due uh, on debt payments. And it's you know, just, yeah, a third. And, and you read that and it just, you know, it, it breaks your heart because we've been there and we yeah. know that feeling and we yeah. know that they're likely in a, in a hole much deeper than our own.
0: Um, talk about how you got out of debt then. So you're 20 grand in debt, two new jobs, a new marriage. Where do, what do you do? Yeah,
2: I think that our number one motivation, like Johnny said, was just knowing that, you know, the money that we were making wasn't really our own and we wanted to be able to feel free from from having debt. And so first we came up with a plan and um, we started having an itemized budget, which we stuck to where we were tracking every little expense that that we were spending so that we could optimize the amount of money that we could put toward our student loans and then we actually used the debt snowball method. Did you do it? Yeah we did. And um it, it works. It does. Totally. It was it was great. Like
0: what was the first Debt you paid off, if you dare say. I mean, if it's yeah. not too embarrassing to talk
3: yeah. about. You know, I, and, and that's the thing. We were, again, they were all student loan debts. And okay. I think the first one, though, had like a higher interest rate yeah. by just a marginal percentage. But, but it was that, But it was um, smaller. But getting the first one, yeah, I, I mean, think it, was it was like $2, 000, high fives all around yeah. and hooting and hollering. We were really stoked.
0: How so. do you celebrate on a budget when you, <laughs> when you are making the budget? <laughs> we,
3: we actually think it's a really important one thing that we've always made um, – a priority in our own budget is to set aside some personal money. That's great. Um, it and doesn't that, have to be
2: a lot. Like No. It, especially while we were getting out of debt, it was like $20 per person each month. So no. you can't buy a whole lot no. with that, but it's enough to give you like that feeling of being able to yeah. – You
0: can't get in trouble either a right.
3: Whole right. lot. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> it was a release and it was a way, again, to celebrate the fact that we've set this money aside to do this and we are not going to feel guilty about spending it. and That's So I kept great. us in check.
0: So you just did the snowball, took them out one by one, then threw more money onto the next one.
3: Yep, and we yep. we set a plan. I had a uh there and there's a lot of great resources out there, but I was at the time using an Excel spreadsheet and I'm terrible with math, terrible with Excel, but this got me excited because I could type in different amounts and just tweak the numbers slightly. And every time I did that, the months would go away. Uh, so where we started with saying, okay, it's going to take us five years, we'd look at our budget and say, okay, where can we cut back another 20 or 30 or 40 or $50? And what does that mean? And it would take off a year, and it would uh, take off another six months. And so by the end of it, we, we looked at our budget and said, I think we can really put aside this amount of money. And it told us it would give us, give it, give us the end road in two years. And that was- Did you get totally done in two years then? We Ish. did. Yeah. yeah.
2: It was it was a little less than two years, actually. Unbelievable. And we felt, it, I mean, it was kind of anticlimactic yeah. when we,
3: because,
4: <laughs> like,
2: like now what? You, well, and
3: it's all on the computer, and you just kind of push a button, <laughs> and then <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, thanks yeah. for oh, paying. Oh, I, I it's guess not we're like, out
2: of debt now. Nothing feels yeah. any different. But... Did
3: the passion change
0: in your marriage? That's, <laughs> that's what we talked about earlier because we, we talked about eventually the passion will change and then love will come alive, the re-honeymoon, uh, boom.
3: It, it, it felt good. It I did. think, again, it, in, and we approached it together. It wasn't me doing it. It wasn't her doing it. We were totally united in it. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, once it was done, we didn't feel any different. But yeah, obviously yeah. when we got our paychecks, it was ours.
0: Well, what a great skill in your fir- – I mean, honestly then, may- maybe everybody needs a little debt mm-hmm. to practice this on in your first couple years of marriage. Yeah, you get it, it down now. Yeah, because we didn't have debt. I didn't have debt. And I think it probably kicked me.
3: <laughs> yeah. And I I really, again, I that's I, that's lousy, but I wouldn't have changed anything. I think the fact that we learned how it felt, how to pay it off, how to do something together um, on a financial level, I wouldn't trade yeah. that experience for anything. And
0: then the website came along. We got about 30 minutes or 30 seconds. Tell me what made you think? Oh, let's do a website on this now.
2: It was just a weekend, and we're both we both enjoy writing. Yeah, you're
0: writers, you're copywriters. If you're designer, yeah. everything yeah. was probably easy to do for you, and, so that worked.
2: And we kind of like the idea of being able to actually talk about such a personal subject that we can't talk about with friends or family, yeah. but it consumes so much of our time. And so we were like, you know, let's just talk about this with complete strangers and just see how it goes. And.
0: Is that when is that when you branded the name OurFreakingBudget.com?
3: That was it. And yeah. and that, I guess, was you, Johnny, throwing a fit.
2: Our freaking budget.
3: That was me <laughs> defining our love-hate relationship with the thing that causes a lot of discussions in our home. Oh, I <laughs> love it.
0: Well, it's a beautiful site. Uh, we're going to come back with Joanna and Johnny. Go check out their website, though, OurFreakingBudget.com just a lot of great research in uh, tools you know dialogue discussion and maybe something that'll generate some hope as well. We're going to come back we're going to keep discussing debt how it impacts the marriage, the family this is the Matt Townsend show you're listening to us right here on BYU radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, today we are talking about money matters and the impact your money, or lack thereof, can have on your life and your relationship. In the studio, Joanna and Johnny, uh, who are basically the uh, landlords of of OurFreakingBudget.com. They done birthed that website in 2012. It is a website that, uh, I guess, comments on... Their approach, their life, their learnings about how to manage their money more effectively. Both of them have um, a lot of experience in advertising, design, writing. And so they thought, hey, let's kind of have a little avenue here where we can put our ideas out. Go check out the website, ourfreakingbudget.com. Their regular contributors, Johnny and Joanna, are on AOL's Daily Finance. They've also been featured on MSN Money, Business Insider. By the way, very important note, never appeared on TMZ. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> but it's on, it's a, on a lot of times when people leave our show and they walk out front, there's a lot of paparazzi. <laughs> Good to know. So I'm just let you <laughs> might want to use day. the back exit. <laughs> hey, guys, um, here's the deal. You got rid of two thousand or $20,000 of debt in two years, not being millionaires, but double income, living in New York. Yes. You were probably eating a lot of... Um, Falafels off the side, off the vendors. oh, yeah.
2: Food trucks were one of our number one sources for
3: don't under, and do not underestimate that food though there is oh, no very good food. man yeah. that is yeah. good food yeah.
2: dollar pizza is actually pretty good in new that is new york. it
3: that yep. was what so I ate it's, twice it's a cheap week. you
0: can afford it it's working right. sure it's bad for the body you'll catch up on that one on the next website yep, exactly right. <laughs> that's great then you get uh, down in two years you eliminate twenty thousand in debt while living in new york on tight budgets then what
2: so, I mean, that was kind of a a weird time for us because we were like, you know, what are we saving for now? Yeah.
0: Um, now you need to buy a car.
2: Yeah. So we moved um, we moved out of the big cities and we did have to buy a car. And luckily we had enough savings to do that. And then we had kind of like this weird limbo period for a few months where we didn't really know what, what we were doing. Yeah. And so um, one thing that we were saving for was retirement. Um some financial advisors will say don't save for retirement at all while you're uh, paying off debt. We chose to still pay, uh, save for retirement because our company's offered four hundred one k match and it free was, money. You know, free money. So um, we were saving for retirement, but as far as you know, what else to do with our savings? You know, because I think a lot of the motivation to save, you need to have goals. Yeah, and so um, we started to kind of save for a house fund, even though. We're not for sure when we're going to buy a house. Still yeah. don't
0: have one. Yeah. yeah. We haven't well, bought a the house hurry? yet. Yeah. You've um, got a car now. Like you can't live in the car. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of what we're saving toward now. Um, and we have like a specific amount of money we want to save up. We want to put down twenty, at least 20% when we finally do um, get a mortgage. So, so you
0: have a number in your head that you're just kind of right. aiming for. Right. Like you know you want a ten million dollar home. Yep. Exactly. You need two million dollars down. Right. Exactly Ish. right. Ish. <laughs> um does and then you guys had a baby. Now it seems like a baby would inherently throw a curveball because now you got a bunch of stuff to go buy. You gotta buy a crib. You yep. gotta diapers.
2: Diapers.
0: wipes. I mean my wife could make a wipey go. A thousand miles. <laughs> she would fold that wifey so many times that. And oh, I think only a mother could get that. Like yeah. she folds and folds and folds and folds and folds, and then eventually I'm like, you know, by the time we fold it this much, now I need gloves. <laughs> so now <laughs> we need gloves. But she. But it. You start. Everything matters. Every dime matters. And and formula and hospital bills and. So did that throw a curve at you?
2: Um, I think the biggest expense was, like you said, the the pre-baby expenses. Um, like buying a crib, a car seat, a stroller, oh. all of that, you know, cost several hundred dollars.
3: And all of the retailers are really good at making you feel like you have yeah. to have every good thing or well, you're sure, not a good Well, sure, do you parent, want your baby to die? Right? Yeah. So exactly, we yeah. And, and I think we... I'm I am terrible. I'm super OCD about researching every purchase that we make, and we sleep on it. And And so we were able to cut some costs there. We found stuff secondhand, yeah. bought stuff off Craigslist. We got some really fortunate hand-me-downs from family. Is
0: your child still alive? She is. With all these hand-me-downs and Craigslist <laughs> things. It seems like infections yeah. could abound.
3: <laughs> we made sure with the Craigslist stuff that we bought stuff that we could <laughs> nice and clean, absolutely oh, yeah, sanitize. I scrubbed
2: them down totally.
0: It seems like the marketers are working all of us though. So yeah. you talked about a financial planner, and they'll tell you what to do, and then the whole credit idea. Half the time, you're wondering who's the credit for anyway. <laughs> it yeah. seems like you all want me to buy into credit when it might be smarter if I just paid cash.
3: Yeah, yeah. And that that was the same pitch that we got when we bought our car. We bought you know we used car. I had cash on hand, and they were just baffled that we would even they consider didn't want doing us, that. Like, what like, are you thinking? Yeah, yeah. they did not it was, want us to in pay fact, cash. They, they, tried stopping us two or three times from, yeah. from making that terrible decision.
0: Did you know that you can't grow credit that way?
3: I, I, <laughs> apparently so, based on what he told us. So. Isn't that
0: amazing? Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But you buy into that. But then have, did you notice, too, that you've now got a credit card from every place? See, that's yeah. our mistake because you get – my wife thinks, well, we get $200 off. Yeah, if you just put it on a credit card, yeah, I mean, and she'll just pay it off.
3: And we've 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 definitely we were totally against. We we fell into the Dave Ramsey cult pretty early on, and and we still you know he's yeah. he's great for for helping families get out of debt. But um, we uh, we sort of went off the, uh, you know, off we, of what he told us yeah, about credit. We cards did cash and, only
2: for about a month, and it was just really inconvenient. And and we don't we've never had issues with um spending more than what we can pay off at the end of the month with credit cards. So we decided that we did want to just continue using credit cards responsibly.
3: As and, debit cards basically. Yeah. And that's how we paid for all of our travel home for Christmas. That's every great. every year. So. Yeah.
0: so the marriage though, as as you're going through this, you're tightening the belt a bit, but the marriage is still growing. Yep. And your whole life's not—you don't just get home and hey, how was work? Good? How was work? Okay. Um. So, what do you want to talk about on the money today? You didn't talk money every (laughs) afternoon. I mean, no.
3: And we we never really did, and that's why I think I think the blog sets up a sort of false impression of us just loving to talk about money on a daily basis. Financial (laughs) nerds. (laughs) No, No, and I mean it really again. The conversation spawned out of really simple things like hey, I think we're over grocery budget, or can we afford to go out to dinner tonight, and things like that that we just realized, you know have have a place in every discussion with every couple and and we could channel that and put it on a site and see what other people thought i mean yeah. that was that was really a, a another get a dialogue going. yeah a huge a huge part of it was finding a community or even seeing if there was a community of people out there who yeah. were even cared yeah. and and to get the the overwhelming response we've had with a really great community that provide great feedback and and again we provide what we can that we've learned but um There are people out there that care, and uh, we sure hope that more do as well.
0: What do you guys do uh, for a date? (laughs) I mean, I'm sure it involves nickels. Lots of – yeah, the Nickel Kate, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Going to a Nickel Arcade. Who doesn't love a good Nickel Kate? Um, I mean, you you still date. You still have babysitters.
2: Um, We've actually set up just some specific boundaries. Like we'll do one nice sit-down restaurant kind of date night a month. Um, But for our other dates, we like a lot of times we'll actually do them at home once our daughter's in bed. We put her down at seven o'clock at night and then uh, we might go get a movie from Redbox, which costs a dollar or with a coupon code, you can pay, you know, get it for free. And um, we just grab some cheap takeout that's anywhere from 10 to 15 dollars and just having some quality time together where we're not distracted. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest key with a date night. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money.
0: Just being Um, together.
2: Yeah. And before we had Sally, we would just go on evening walks and just kind of talk like you don't realize how caught up you get get with, you know, what's going on with the day-to-day. And you just don't have time to just have those quality talks. So setting aside some time where you have no distractions and you can just – we would just walk and talk throughout New York City or Mm. Boston and it was totally free.
0: Do you ever just – Pull out your bank statement and just look at it
3: and just giggle, because
0: <laughs> that's what I would do. I would do right now. We just pull out like our debt and we're like, oh. and it kind of ruins the night.
3: <laughs> no, we. So I, uh, I, I'm pretty adamant about tracking our net worth net worth on a month to month basis, and I use a spreadsheet to do that. Um, and. That is really gratifying, just seeing oh, the progress on a mm-hmm. month-to-month basis. And, and likewise, when we don't hit our goals, you know, it, it's a nice wake-up call. But seeing that progress, really, there's, there's few feelings better, of, and especially accomplishing it together. Um, that does actually get me pretty giddy. So. That's great. It just got me giddy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, we're going to take a break. Again, we were talking with Joanna and Johnny from the website OurFreakingBudget.com. You know, which is pretty much everybody's feeling about budgets and finances. You know, it's hard, but there's listen to their stories. There's a lot of peace that can come when you break free. And even when you just are working on it, research actually shows just having a goal and a plan that you're working on is going to create more flow, more optimal living for each of us. So we're going to take a break. Come back more with OurFreakingBudget.com. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, all you indebted listeners. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Today we're talking money. It matters. And according to our doctor with a K of passion, it matters so much that if you uh, decrease debt, you increase passion. So we decided to bring on our experts, the true experts, Joanna and Johnny from OurFreakingBudget.com ourfreakingbudget.com. They're here today teaching us about the power of getting ahead of your finances. Their website is one you just have to go see. They're, first of all, they're pros in advertising and, and graphic design and writing. So all of that's wonderful. But it gives you a place to go talk with people that are like-minded financially, that are trying to get ahead, pay stuff off, and, uh, and just find the good in life. So, guys, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Talk to me about, I guess, hmm, you're getting ahead. We have a baby. What's your baby's name?
2: Sally. She is 18 months old.
0: Sally. Mm -hmm. Sassy Sally. And you can see pictures of Sally on their website. That's kind of creepy, but um, (laughs) she's super cute and and seems sassy. But one of the things, I guess, uh, I wanted to get into is you have a baby. That throws the curve. And you know, I'm sure you know, because I'm sure you guys have written about this. You know it just gets more expensive. Oh, yeah. Like a prom dress, 300 <laughs> bucks. Unless, of course, you do it on Craigslist. Then it's used and it's $0.60. Cents.
3: We're already in those in that world, though, with broken iPhone screens. So yeah. We've, yeah, we've she's done it twice. twice,
0: twice
2: so. And wow. it's pretty penny to get well, it. Well, Johnny,
3: place. you'd think you'd learn. You'd think. And we've now <laughs> You're trying institu- to keep her occupied. It's, at first, I think we, it, maybe she had it in her hand because we gave it to her. But the second time, she just found it on a counter and, and just down it went. It. Did she just throw it? Oh, yeah. I think she just threw it. She just threw it. I don't even it. think she attempted to use it. When
0: she throws it, does she then look at you? Uh, does she she probably laughed at us. Did she laugh? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, usually what she does. She's going to be expensive. Yeah. yeah. I can already <laughs> tell you that. Uh, the PhD in me says, yeah, she's going to cost you a lot. <laughs> she's going to put you back a pretty penny. Yep. Um, because then they get older. but So how is that impacting? Now you're a family. You're no longer a couple. And then even just like football, our kids played football, and I think it set us back two children playing football. This doesn't include any medical trips, any broken arms, any stitches. Just the football, I think, has set us back 500 bucks. Yeah. If we wanted spirit packs to be part of the spirit of the team. Which that would cost us more? Or be bad more. parents? Yeah. So we've actually decided we're going to go spiritless this year. <laughs> no spirit for our team. Yeah. And but it's so it's five or six hundred bucks to get your kids to play sports. And yeah. So what do you? How are you planning for that?
3: That's a good question. Um, I think we. Uh, more than anything, I think as soon as she came into our lives, she was everything. So Change even the game. even our own budgets for clothing or whatever. Whatever. Uh, I don't even think we we're. Wearing different clothes for the first six months of life, yeah. her life anyway. So, but I think it immediately sort of shifted gears. That you know, some of the things that we thought were important in budgeting, I mean, it's and some things became cheaper. We didn't have as much time to watch TV, so we downgraded cable. We didn't have as much time to go out to dinner, so we spent less there. But uh, realizing that she was sort of the center of our universe now um, helped to immediately put us into a mindset of. What are we doing today that's going to help her tomorrow? And that that being said, we're not looking to spoil her no. or give her a free ride no. through life. But um, those expenses are going to be less, more important than you know me buying yeah. a, a Lego set. Yeah, or sure.
2: Yeah, I think a big thing is just trying to avoid lifestyle inflation. Like, so as our careers progress, and you know, as we get, at, you know, I I quit my job recently, but as Johnny, um, you know, maybe gets a pay raise or. Promotion, um, Just trying to keep our cost mm-hmm. of living relatively the same so that we can have more money to put into savings. Because although Sally doesn't cost that much right now, I mean, we're under no impression that she's not going to cost more. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, then you buy the house and then you, you see what your neighbors are buying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then if you have a house, yeah. Sally needs a swing set. <laughs>
2: and a swimming pool.
0: And a swimming pool. And even <laughs> even if you just get a kiddie pool. Yeah. There's you got to get a nice one. got to be. Oh yeah. Be a because the neighbors <laughs> have got one. Yeah. Um, what do you see just as the rest of us that are not so good at this? What are the big mistakes we're all making? What what are the obvious mistakes anybody out there listening could just do fairly quickly to get ahead?
3: Uh you know, I think it it all starts with, with debt. And, and again, for us, we've always viewed it as we will spend money that we have. We have no problem with spending money. In fact, we like nice things. Yeah. We like spending money. But if you don't have the money, you don't have the money. And it's you know needs versus wants. We can get into that. But really, at the end of the day, you've just got to live within your means. And I think all the tips and tricks that anyone could throw out there, if you're not doing that, none of it matters. Well, and
0: if it's on a card, it's not your money.
3: Right. <laughs> right, You're spending, and, it, and it's supposed right. to feel that way. You're
0: spending tomorrow. It's money.
3: supposed to feel like, hey, this isn't my money, so yeah. I'll pay it off at some point. And and I think that's the the biggest thing. Um, but we've found really tracking expenses. Um, we use we use apps that link to each other's uh, phones, so that when I spend money, I can put it in my phone. And we don't have to. It, it helps to avoid um, you know missing payments yeah. and stuff. But by tracking those expenses. A, there's an immediate pressure point or a pain point. We immediately feel the pain mm-hmm. because not only have we spent the money, now we have to go into our phone and, face and the report music. to each other. Yes, <laughs> and right. know mm-hmm. that she's seeing it. Oh yeah. Um, but then beyond that, you know, three months into the into the or three weeks into the month, we realize we're done with eating out money, and that's it. You know, we're we, staying in. We're staying in. Time and to have so, a race. But by not tracking those expenses, if you try to keep a budget and just look at it at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. You're not really doing anything that helps put you in a position during the month to get back on track or to stop spending in certain categories. So
0: for somebody out there, when I hear the word budget, it, it pretty much parallels uh, root canal. Right. <laughs> and I don't know if it should, but that's kind of where my mind goes. So what should I do as a non-budgeter, uh, independently wealthy, obviously, um, <laughs> but a non-budgeter? What am I supposed to – how do I get started – How do I know, okay, I've got bills everywhere. I've got money going everywhere. Like, I've paid for something. I'm not going to name names. (laughs) Usually when I say that, I name the name. (laughs) But I'm not going to name the name. But I've paid for internet service, the highest level of internet service, but my router could only handle the lowest level of internet service. (laughs) So I paid for like two years of internet we never used. Yep. Nobody bothered to tell me this. Didn't know my router was insufficient. But um and I wasn't tracking it. So I've got bills everywhere. Where do I go? Where would I begin? Joanna, where would you what would, what should I do? Tomorrow? Um
2: I think the first month is just going to be a, it's going to be estimating. Um you know, it's not going to be perfect. I think that's what a lot of people get stressed out about is like they think, you know, I've just got to figure this out and it has to be perfect. And so they feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. But the first month, you're going to estimate your different categories of expenses, how much you think you spend or how much you think you need to spend on like food or entertainment. And then you just track it the first month. And from there, at the end of the month, once you you compare what you estimated versus what you spent, then you're going to, you know um, – Change your budget for the next month so that it fits.
0: Just just keep adding the little fixes because you'll. Oh, I didn't remember that. You can add that in. What are you adding? What are you doing this on? What apps do you use? What tools do you use?
2: Um, So we we use an app called Home Budget, which is it's not a free app, but it syncs to both of our phones. Um, But there are actually a lot of free apps out there. Um, You can just look them up on the iTunes Store or whatever you use and. Um but we use home budget It syncs to our phones and we manually enter in our expenses and as soon as I enter something in Johnny sees that on his phone too have and- you ever gotten
0: a call right after or someone who made a purchase have you ever got a
3: call like what <laughs> yeah I don't think uh, yeah you guys I, don't, nice. I don't think we've gotten there we do have spending we we you have limits we have limits and, and you know if it's within a certain bounds we don't even think twice when we see something but as soon as it's a a, a Purchase that's exceeding hundred dollars. Yeah, he gets a, calls before have I a conversation. actually conversation. Yeah, do it. I get those quite a bit. Yeah. But did, did, does it start like? So do you love Sally? <laughs>
0: <laughs> just I just want to reinforce you love Sally, right? Okay, let's just establish to that she needs
3: this. <laughs> she needs a pony.
0: <laughs> so you just pull out the app. Home Budget's the one you prefer, but yep. any kind of budgeting app. Yep. You link each other to it. You throw in all your numbers.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You're not like because I get compli- I get overwhelmed with ov- online bill paying, online banking. Yeah, that's right. Me.
2: And then we also to to look at an over overview. We look at Mint.com. Do you which,
0: use Mint? Yeah. Does, yeah. does Home Budget sync to Mint?
2: No. So Home Budget is more a manual entry, so it, it just forces or us automated ma- entry yeah. or
3: yeah. Home Budget. Yeah, home sorry, Budget's yeah.
2: manual, so it just forces us to be active with yeah. our budgeting. Whereas Mint is more passive. You just look at it and it enters everything in for you. You connect
3: all your
0: accounts to Mint. Yeah. So it's running what your credit card accounts are. It's right. running everything real
2: time. So we look at that as an overview like a couple times a month. But in the day to day, we use the home budget app.
3: And Mint's great for just overall organization too. Uh-huh. So they're good with alerts, letting you know that your you know, credit card payment is due or you're reaching a or you you know, there's a large out of the norm expense, sure. things that kind of keep that in check. And, and really, that's the best way to sort of at a glance look at finances. That's what we do. And then I use those numbers and enter it into my own net worth tracking because mm-hmm. I found it's easier for me. And again, it's another it's another action that is manual yeah. and it forces me to actually look at the numbers, do the math and think about it myself. Um, but Mint's great for all that sort of automated at a glance look of, yeah. of how your finances are doing.
0: As, as we're wrapping it up, What's the one thing – we always ask, what's the one thing that you think makes the biggest difference in budgeting and making your marriage work and your family work? What would you each say is the one thing that makes the biggest difference?
2: I think a huge problem with our society right now is just not being financially educated and I wasn't. I when Johnny and I got married, I literally had nothing in my bank account. I'd actually overdrafted, so I had negative thirty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so I think just educating yourself on finances, um, because like four hundred one k's, I didn't know what that was, and and you know now we're you know we've been able to put thousands into retirement because of we because we learned about that. So I think just finding – like get educated. Yeah.
0: That's good. Well, quick one, what's what's yours, John? Um,
3: is seeing the end from the beginning. So without a goal, um, none of it makes a difference. And, and especially as, as couples go into marriages, um, every couple has different ideas of how they should spend their money. Yeah. Um, but but coming together, realizing, hey, we want to buy a house. This is what we're going to have to do for it. We're going to have a baby, and we want to help them through college this is what we're going to have to do for do. it. See the end from the beginning.
0: You guys are great. Get educated. Start seeing the end from the beginning. Joanna and Johnny, Thanks. Everybody, you. go check out their website, ourfreakingbudget.com, wonderful resource to begin that education and begin seeing that end. We're going to take a break and when we come back, we're going to give you more tools, my more ideas right here on the Matt Townsend show. everybody this is the matt townsend show how are you welcome to the program today we are talking about money matters it does matter and the problem with money mattering is we don't always know how it matters to us you know it's the classic battle in our relationships what do you need versus what do you want my kids always tell me what they need they need this i have a son that needs a cell phone he needs it he needs it All of his friends have them. They they say he needs it. So since we're talking about budgeting today, we really wanted to hit on identifying what we need and what we want, how to balance the two as we balance our budget. Maddie's here to share. Maddie Richard. Hello. Independently wealthy, Maddie Richard.
4: I am not independent. Why I'm independent is not wealthy.
0: Yeah. You're wealthy in spirit,
4: in light, in brightness. Are you feeling all right? You're really I think I have a nice fever. To me right I have now. a fever.
0: I'm a little I think febrile. You might be sick. I'm a little sickly today. You are. No, I'm not. So talk about needs versus wants.
4: So I mean, as I was looking on Joanna and Johnny's blog, they have a whole thing called he said she- he said she. Said. Yes, I saw that. So on this, they have just discussions about the differences between men and women and what they think about money, what they think about spending. And as I was looking at it, I was like, wow, we have a very as men and women have a yeah. very different view on what money is about and then I realized I think just as a population we have a very oh sure weird idea about what we need like you said your kids I need this I need this and as adults we do that too
0: yeah I my here's an example I was talking to my sisters mm-hmm. my sisters each buy a new pillow every year
4: for their bed mm-hmm. okay
0: brand new pillow wow and I'm like what I, are you billionaires
4: I've slept on the same pillow since freshman year of college
0: I have too Mine, I've slept on it so much that it's it's not, a it's not even a pillow. It's, it's a more just, it's a fluffy, you know, pillow case. Oh, gotcha. But they're like, well, do you want better sleep? They also told me one of them told me about a bed that's seven thousand dollars that they may buy.
4: Oh wow!
0: And I'm like, I'll take what? that. Are you kidding? You okay. could drive that to school. But they so but that's their. It's a need versus a want. They they yeah. feel like you want to sleep, don't you?
4: Yeah. So I I decided we're gonna look at what we really needs. Yes. Okay. As human beings, these are our needs. Tyrion. Food. Yes. Water. Yes. Shelter. hmm Basic clothing.
0: Oh a basic. Basic, a basic clothing. Yeah. Like a loin cloth. So you don't get arrested. Just kidding. <laughs> Enough to cover so you don't, you don't get arrested.
4: arrested. Basic healthcare and hygiene products. Yes. So you don't die. hmm And and for a lot of us out there I know providing those these needs for your family is also part of your need.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you, so have you a as need an individual
4: need those things. but we also, you, you missed Matt, one.
0: Ice cream. You missed ice well, cream.
4: Well, no, that's not one. Okay. That falls under food. And... Seems
0: essential, but whatever.
4: So, I mean, for a lot of you, a lot of the breadwinners of their families, they have a need to provide food, water, shelter, uh-huh. clothing for their family. Yeah. So I included that in a need. Like, you do have to
0: yeah. be able to provide
4: those for your family. Yeah. That's a need. Yeah, okay. Everything else is a want. Mm. Everything else is something that you want,
0: like a soda drink. If you just wanted a drink, if you wanted to pull over and get, I don't know, a, a drink, a non-alcoholic beverage, just a drink, that seems like something you need when you are thirsty.
4: Or you could get drink fr- water out of a hose for free. Just kidding. I don't <laughs> if know, you know if mean, I would. I yeah. don't know if I'd recommend that. But you, but you no. can bring water. You can carry water. No, you I go. think it, it's a really good thing to sit down and say, I. These things, I don't need Mm -hmm. any of these things. I don't – and I mean even people can take it to an extreme and say, well, I need a house. So this is the house I'm going to build and buy and then pay a mortgage on. No, like you just need somewhere to live. You want a bigger house with the great room and the pool downstairs and that's what you want. So it's important to just, I mean, set yourself back into that mindset that a lot of these things that I'm buying Mm -hmm. are things that I just want.
0: And that's and that's I think that's just huge to identify, even yeah. if it does. It's not even a judgment statement. But yeah. if, you, if, if you want it, own the want that it's not a need. You yeah. could get by without this.
4: Understand that. Because then that you'll start is, seeing
0: you're doing too much. Yeah, and
4: that's a that's a funny, a fun um, activity. I think exercise maybe is as you're buying things or as you're going over your budget, going over your receipts, say, OK, I'm going to tell myself for every dollar I spent on a want, I'm going to save a dollar. Yeah. And then look at how much money you're spending on something you want. Yeah, that's cool. And then identify how much you could be saving. And that right there will help you see, okay, I could be saving this if I eliminate these wants. I'm going to put it into my savings now.
0: That, that would and be that a great activity. Everything. If you finally threw together a budget, go down your budget and see what are needs, what are wants. Yeah. You don't need like really expensive cable service.
4: No, exactly. You to you know, I mean, even the things that we look at in this day and age, we do need. Like a lot of people, I need a cell phone. Yeah. I need to have Wi-Fi at my house. I need to have a computer. Mm-hmm. And you know, honestly, to kind of exist in this world, those are things you kind of need. But you can live without them. You don't need a pedicure. So, no. You don't I need don't. a manicure. No, but there. But there, even with the phone and the computer and the things that we quote unquote need to. Right kind of exist even though they're not crucial to our survival you can say okay i don't need the most expensive one then yeah i can get by with something that's a little cheaper you
0: can choose the most expensive one yes, but, but know then, what you're choosing yeah and it's if a, you choose the yeah. most expensive one say
4: i'm going to cut down on other things mm-hmm. that i want yeah so i can have this somewhat need and bigger want that i have that's good and what's the problem down?
0: it seems like is when your want and your spouse's want or different. Or different. He wants a hunting rifle from Deer Hunter 2014. Oh, gosh. And she wants uh, something else.
4: Something. Trying to think <laughs> what
0: my wife would want. Uh, a pedicure, a petty manny.
4: I think a gun's a lot cheaper than a petty manny. I mean a lot more expensive. Petty Manny's cheap.
0: Well I know, but five petty manny's a year.
4: Okay. Yes. Equals so that kinds gone. of thing those kinds of things do happen. And then you have kids that come in and need school supplies mm-hmm. and need braces. braces. Who says the kid needs and braces? And exactly. And they need this pair of shoes that everybody at school has, or they need a scooter or a bike. Mm. And they are things you have to yeah. remember, you have to and explain to your kids this is a want. We don't need this to survive, but it is something that would make our lives easier. It is something that will help you in school. It is something that if we want to keep you in school, you are required to have. Yeah, that's good. So those kinds of things, I mean, obviously you're going to need to spend money on them, but it's good to look at, okay, what are the wants that we have that maybe aren't as necessary? Because you have a scale, I feel like, of needs to wants, and in between there's this gray area of things that you don't need to survive But that you do kind of need to go to school, to go to work, to go out in public, to um, have a nice house, to do different things like that. So those wants should come first Mm -hmm. before the rifle, before the pedicure. And when you do get into those areas of, okay, now we have some money to spend on something we really do want. That's when you have to say this is how much money we have. This is a compromise. This is something we can both enjoy. Did you
0: hear Joanna and Johnny? I mean, they—they're like, we don't have the money for that. Yeah. But by the way, they have money in their—they have their money in their accounts, their four hundred one ks. They've got money, Mm -hmm. but they don't have money for everything. For that, it's so cool. And when they said that, it almost shocked me. Like, so, so you're just going to show restraint?
4: (laughs) Who does that anymore? You're just
0: going to not go purchase? Wow. Yeah. That's good. What else you got?
4: So I have a couple quotes that um, are from from one of my favorite books that I just thought summarize this so nicely.
0: Uh, um, which book is it? Cinderella?
4: It's called Tending Roses. Mm. It's a really good one. Go check it out. It's um, The quotes are, the man who buys what he does not need will often need what he cannot buy. Mm, there you go. So if you're spending all this money on things that you want, when Timmy has a broken leg and you're supposed to be paying for doctor's bills, yeah. you might not have it. Oh, yeah. You're so one you broken on a leg from broke. Yeah. And then the other one is the secret to a happy life is not getting what you want. It's learning to want what you get. Mm. So this is again about – they're talking about wants in this quote but it's it's saying you don't have to have this list of things that you want but to appreciate the things that you get.
0: That's why delineating the two yeah, but is going to maybe get you to it's appreciate huge, it. and it's so hard.
4: And I mean it's easy to say my friends are going to a movie and I'm just going to go. It's only $8, whatever. Yeah. That's easy to do. Yeah. But I mean, it can add up oh. so quickly. Yeah. I and that's something you've got to start today to decide that I'm going to be watchful. I'm going to actually keep track of what I'm spending and cut back when I can.
0: Beautiful. You did it again.
4: Thanks. <laughs> Maddie
0: Richard, the independently wealthy
4: Independent daughter, and uh, the, heiress,
0: the heiress the heir apparent of a billion dollar fortune.
4: Don't tell people that because then people are going to hit me up for money and I don't have any. (laughs) When I said
0: that, by the way, James lifted his eyes (laughs)
3: like,
0: whoa, I'm marrying into money. Love (laughs) it's still alive between the two. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, Kim Giles is going to be in the house. Kim's going to talk about fear and how our fears about money impact us. And uh, what's going to happen? Uh, you know what, what happens when the fears kind of creep in on our financial situations. This is the Matt Townsend show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we are talking about money and its impact on our lives, our relationships, and our fears, believe it or not, and our love. And according to doctor, the doctor of passion, uh, Dr. James with a K, he just winked. That, that, By the way, that whip sound is his eye winking, just so you know. Kim's like, what was that? <laughs> Kim Giles is in the house. Kim is the president and founder of Clarity Point Life Coaching popular life coach, author, speaker. She was named one of the top 20 advice gurus in the country by Good Morning America. Also uh, recently named by the Matt Townsend Show, one of the top 20 advice gurus in the intergalactic in the intergalactic what's that called, James? Realm. Uh, realm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just wanted to write that down. Intergalactic realm. Yes. She's also a regular writer for the column uh, on KSL. Go, go to KSL.com because if you go to KSL.com and you just search, do they search Kimberly Giles?
5: Yeah, or Kim Giles. Or
0: K-Dog. Uh, Kim Giles. I don't Giles. know if that would find me. I don't think that would work. <laughs> but go search Kim Giles because there's like 250 articles by Kimberly Giles.
5: I think 300 now.
0: Holy cow. You need to slow down. Because it's been
5: a while since we
0: you're, you're, wrote that. You're prolific. You're prodigious. You're pro- They
5: expect one every seven days. I know.
0: That's so it's pressure. a lot. Yeah. So here's the deal. Uh, I wanted to bring in a millionaire because I need my help with my finances. So.
5: Did you find one? No, I didn't. <laughs> so you brought me instead.
0: What I love about what you're going to teach us today, because money is the number one thing couples fight about. It is. So, no, c- well, fi- money and sex
5: together, yeah. I think, cover Pretty much all the fights.
0: It's pretty much it, and and the fight itself. People fight about their fighting, so that's another topic they fight about. So, what, but here's the deal: they're not really fighting about money. Money's not their real issue. It seems like there's something underneath the money that's the real kind of trigger. It's fear. It's always fear. Kim. It's
5: always fear. It it's, is.
0: It's it's fear. and
5: and it's not just married people. Obviously, no. everybody suffers at times with money fear. Oh
0: yeah. Like what if you don't have enough? Yeah. I, I, you know what I'm afraid of? I'm afraid of having too much. Uh,
5: that is a concern, too.
0: Because what if you're so wealthy that—
5: Well, you'd have to pay all those taxes, and you have to manage it.
0: That's it's why I try not to make money. Yeah. I just try—because I try know James in the James would hit me up. He already hits me up. He's yeah. like, do you have a quarter? I've got to go yeah. to the vending machine.
5: Imagine the problems you would
0: have. Jeez, what a great problem. <laughs> but, so talk about the fear of it. Talk about—it's natural, you said— and you said it's it's natural that everyone is going to need to survive, so money right now in our world is like the core of survival,
5: yeah, but the thing is, it represents different things to different people and and yeah. especially in a marriage when when anybody's got money fair and especially if both of us are feeling money fair. Fear, by its nature, keeps you focused on yourself and what you need to feel better and, and really prevents you from being loving. So I heard you mention on the show earlier um, today that when there's money issues, debt yeah. hanging yeah. over you and bills you can't pay, uh, it's going to really affect your relationships. You oh, really yeah. can't show up for each other. So when I get a couple with that situation, the first thing we need to identify is what money represents – to each of you individually because yeah. it may represent very different things. Like
0: power, for one it could be power, one it could be freedom.
5: It often represents security, but there's different ways. Some of us we only feel secure if we have a certain amount of money in savings yeah. in the bank that no one's going to touch then I feel safe. <sighs> Others of us actually don't feel secure unless we have some money to spend.
6: Mm. And it's
5: if I if I can't buy the things I want and need, then I feel unsafe.
0: Interesting. So yeah. it
5: can mean different things. And it's always interesting to me because really, I don't think money does equal security because right. I know people who have lots of money and they still don't feel safe yeah. or secure. They're still scared. Yeah. So it, it's more complicated than that. But it's important for each individual to really recognize, you know, what, what – what rep- what does it represent to me now and, you, and to you,
0: your partner because you're probably talking on two different realms, totally
5: different languages. Yeah, and so you mentioned power; mm-hmm. it can it can be that it can be uh, represent freedom, and um, people can feel very controlled. If I don't have the money to spend on the things I want and need, then I feel yeah. literally oppressed. Yeah, and and I'm I can't handle that. That that's what's going to bring up fear for me.
0: Interesting. Um,
5: for a lot of people, money is the scorecard.
3: Oh, that's right. And my
5: value is attached to money. But what is it? Is it the money you spend? Yeah. Or is it having your net worth? Or what, yeah. what is it you need that you're hung up on?
0: Uh, like to me, it's, it's the, I like to have a lot of bling. I use my money to have the bling.
5: <laughs> and if Matt doesn't have his bling, he's just not I like happy. to bling out.
0: <laughs> Isn't that interesting? But see, I never, But it, I mean, I've thought of that, but it's the value so what you're wearing your value on your sleeves sometimes. So yeah. if you're going to cut me back, put me on a budget, not let me go out to lunch with the, my buddies.
5: Then you literally make wife, me feel like I'm not good enough.
0: Right.
2: And
5: that could be my big issue with it. Um, how about some of us have money means greedy and a bad yeah, person bad. if I have oh, too yeah. much of it.
0: Because, you know, the love of money.
5: Is the root of all
0: evil. All evil. So we, there's people that t- so internalize that that. They they just don't want anything to do with money. Yeah. And then there's others that, no, because if God loves you a lot, he'll give you a lot of money.
5: So what if in a couple, one of you really needs to have lots of money to feel safe and the other doesn't feel safe looking like we have a lot of money? Oh, yeah. So we're really – if we don't understand that about each other, we're going to have problems.
0: Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Well, and if, oh, think of just the one person that came from a really wealthy family and the one person that didn't come from a wealthy family where money wasn't the center of all things. I mean, so yeah. all of a sudden it's all, you're in this weird dilemma because you don't think of money. I know people that don't think about it.
2: Yeah. It's they don't even spend it. They just, and it's for not, others, it's like it's all the they core. Think it's about. their identity. Yeah. yeah. Powerful. Definitely.
0: That's a mess.
5: It can be. But the first step is is getting it figured out. And I really recommend we, we get it figured out and put it on paper. Yeah. This is what it represents to husband. This is how what brings up fear around it for me. And this is where wife is and what she needs. Because yeah. when we identify what it represents and what the fears are, then we're going to be able to figure out what the rules need to be so that everybody feels
0: safe So we'd safe have to sit good. down. We'd have to say, okay, when you think of money, what does it mean to you? And then start listening. And Taking, making a list of what it means for her, what it means for him, and having a discussion, and that could take a while. Yes, by the way, that could go on forever. One
5: conversation,
0: because one baby later, it could mean something to now. It means the future of your child, not even your future.
5: Well, and as your situation changes, you may get more scared uh, in different ways than you used to be. So it's it is something we need to talk about. And, you know, every time I come on the show, we talk about the two core fears yeah. of failure and loss. Yeah. And and those are the heart of whatever these issues are. So I also think we have to really look at how how secure are you with yourself? How much fear of looking bad do you have and and failing? For a lot of men, I think especially being the breadwinner yeah. in most families, there's a lot of fear of failure attached to money. Um, there's also fear of loss that make can make us very controlling. Yeah, and and I know a lot of us when we're single, we have complete control over all our money, and all of a sudden we get married, and this other person is spending our oh, money. Oh sure, yeah. So the loss becomes a huge thing. Yeah, I, I'm afraid I'm not going to have what I need, and it's your fault. No,
0: that's right. So think of a prenup. So someone's filling out a prenuptial agreement, and then the fear is creeping in. Even before there's maybe a, a real example of it in this relationship, so oh, then we're we, starting. We off take the with old it. fear, and we're going to start with that fear, yeah. And then immediately, that fear is now injected in the new relationship. Like you're afraid that I might take it from you. You're afraid that I might yeah. just be trying to be a gold digger here. That's what you're saying. I am. And here so, we go. Now
5: we're not saying a prenup is no, not a bad. bad but, idea, but it's an
0: interesting idea because it now, because if you haven't made the discussion about what money means. Then a prenup is a separation of something you don't even know the meaning of. Well, by.
5: it better be the trigger for that conversation to now yeah, be That's ha- a great held. solution. And, you know, a lot of things like that can be made out of wisdom, a wisdom decision, not really a fear-based one. There's uh-huh. a difference.
4: Yeah,
5: um, I have people ask me all the time, is buying insurance a fear-based decision? No. It's a wise. Yeah. It's just a wise decision. It's and just, a prenup may be, but you also need to both sit down and talk about the fears that those things are triggering. Sure.
0: That's a great discussion.
5: Yeah, absolutely. And that I
0: mean I've seen men I've seen many marriages destroyed by a prenup, either before, during, or years later. They're still it bringing still up a prenup. Up. So I guess the idea is have the discussion and know what it means. What does all of this mean? Are we this, and and be able to convey this is coming out of wisdom. This is just this is just wise. How can we make it mutually wise? And how how can, can we make we bring it mutually trust, fair? Trust, love,
5: right? and wisdom mm-hmm. into that process. That's powerful. And and we really need to know what our spouse's core fear is. If it's abandonment, if it's you know the the loss of control and losing yeah. what I have. The the more upfront we get to know our spouse's fear makeup, yeah, the better, yeah, because then we'll be able to figure out a plan. Well, and this that isn't going away. No, this is going to be there forever.
0: So, I mean, that's that's what I was loving about our earlier guests. They did this young. They had a little debt to deal with young, and they got to figure it out while they're young, and I they're know, getting that ahead.
5: Impressive. That's huge. That's off to a good start. Love
0: it. We're talking with Kimberly Giles, uh, president founder of Clarity Point Coaching. And uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue the discussion of fear and finances, give you some more tools to uh, help you dig yourself out or keep yourself out of these financial dilemmas. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Friends to the Matt Townsend show. Today we're talking about money issues, finances, and how they impact your relationship. Specifically, right now, Kim Giles is in the house, president and founder of Clarity Point Coaching. Just go to claritypointcoaching.com. One billion pieces of free advice.
5: Getting close to that, isn't it? Yeah, it, is. it
0: feels <laughs> it's like It's that. ridiculous. One billion. Uh, I know. Words you probably used.
5: But people are on a budget. So I can give to away help. a lot for free.
0: <laughs> but you're talking to us about uh, money and fear. It's this root, the root cause of most of our money issues would be fear. I mean, you you did not even say the root cause of most, most life problems. issues. Most yeah. problems.
5: Yeah. Because the thing is, when we're experiencing fear, we're selfish Yeah, and needy. And we're quick to get defensive and offended and protective of ourselves, and we're not very loving. Right, kind gets ugly. It does but It's your worst Our self. Our worst self. It's your
0: fear, kind of triggers that fight or flight, nasty you. Yeah, someone's going to die emotionally.
5: Yeah, you're going to hurt someone. You're going to say things you're going to regret later. Mm-hmm. You're always in a state of fear when you show up that way.
0: Yeah, and you. So that's the indicator, right? So the indicator you're in fear.
5: Bad behavior. Bad
0: behavior. <laughs> Nasty much. attitude, negativity, just look out. There's venom. Yes. That's a good thing. That's so a good sign. So when it's
5: happening, you need to, one, figure out what your spouse or the other person involved is afraid of. Yeah. And a good way to do that is to ask them.
0: Oh, that's weird. And then listen.
5: Yeah. What are your real concerns? Tell me. I, you're attacking me about spending this money. Okay. And I I see you're mad. Tell me more. Yeah. Tell me what it makes you afraid of. What it. What did it trigger in you? What does what make you worry about?
0: See, that's I call that getting out of the smoke because they'll manifest it at the smoke, so the smoke will be the bill, and we'll fight about the bill. And then the credit person called, and they were rude, and they said they're going to cut us off, and we're probably going to lose all our credit, and then we're going to die, and they're going to steal our children.
5: Yeah. I'll so hear all. The smoke. That's all fluff. That's, all think you're that's not the real about. issue. It's not the real issue. And
0: you're saying get down to the fire. The real. What's underneath it? What's the meaning that they're battling with? what's what are driving you really
5: afraid of that's cool that's the question you've got to ask what are you really afraid of right without now without
0: getting angry because you're going to get angry because they're already angry so your body's going to start reacting well, and
5: it always works that whatever they're afraid of is going to trigger your fear so if my if my husband says i'm afraid you're going to spend too much money and i'm not going to have what i need to take care of us and and it's going to be a, a loss of control thing for me Well, you would think that about me, that I would do that? He just triggered my fear of looking bad, my fear of failure. And if I do that, then the whole thing is going to blow up.
0: Well, then I'll react to your response. Yes. And so on and so on until, you know, you're sleeping on the couch.
5: We need to tell them what to do instead. What do we do? So first you've got to set your fear stuff aside and show up for the other person. Ask the questions. What are they afraid of? What are they feeling? And you have to actually care Mm -hmm. about understanding how they feel and validating their right to feel that way because it's where they are. Sure. And you have to do this without getting triggered yourself. And so, you know, all of my material, everything I teach is about how to get yourself out of your fear because that's the main thing you have control oh, yeah. over. You don't have control over anybody else, you have control over yourself, what goes on in your head, how you choose to feel. So, we teach a lot of ways to get out of your own fear. Um, what, some of the biggest is to remember that your value is not on the line here. You're good.
0: You're good either way.
5: You're good. Um, even if your spouse is afraid you're going to spend all his money, that, that doesn't mean you're actually a bad person. Yeah. You're, you're a student in the classroom of life yep. who I believe your value is not even in question. Mm. Um, you're just here learning and growing, but there's nothing to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. And And so reminding myself the whole time that this is just a lesson today. This issue with my husband yeah. is going to teach me things, but my value is safe. Yeah. And I have to keep telling myself that but the whole that, time. That's
0: like self-talk. You've got to have the self-talk like, okay, this is yeah. This is just another day in the classroom. Just here to learn. So
5: I, I teach my clients it's, it's choosing to trust that gets us out of fear. And so I choose to trust that my value is fine and that this is going to be a lesson. And whatever lesson our financial situation is bringing, it's going to be a good one. It's going to serve yeah. us. And we're going to grow from this. So I'm safe in this whole process, I gotta just chill out my fear so I can show up for my spouse.
0: Oh, that's good.
5: Now, really, on my own, I need to work on my own fear stuff because if it, if it my core fear is fail, failure, not being yeah. good enough, it's going to show up everywhere and it's behind all of our fights. Sure. So I need to do some self esteem work. Yeah, I need and, to call Matt or Kim. Yeah, cause because if you we don't need to talk,
0: if you don't. You're not fixing it, you're just kind of moving everything along somewhere else, and it's going to come out. It's it just is. going to come out the next time in a so different we, way.
5: We, we got to get to the root of yeah. the problem is our fears of failure and loss, so you've got to deal with that stuff on your own, and you can your spouse can't do it for you.
0: but your book, Choosing Clarity, is a great start. I mean, if they don't want to get all serious and come sit with you,
5: yeah, they need to read the book because it'll teach them exactly how to get out of their fear.
0: Because it, it begins, beginning to end, what are your fe- and fears and paths and how you start making agreements? What are the agreements called? Policies, policies. I mean, it's it's yeah. powerful. It's and it just kind of gives you a, a way to get down to the real root of it and start putting, you know, some solutions on it.
5: Yeah, it's a good. It's a really good place to start. It's a great I appreciate read. you pitching it a little bit. The there.
0: path to fearlessness, uh, choosing clarity. The path to fearlessness. Just go to Clarity Point Coaching. A great place to get it. Okay, keep teaching. Yeah. What else? Okay,
5: so a couple rules I would say is when the smoke is there, and we just found out about this bill, and we're that is not the time necessarily to discuss this when your fear has been triggered and yeah. you're in the depths right. of your you're scariest hijacked. fear. Yeah. Let's take a step back and both get into trust and love and calm ourselves down before we talk about it. I think that would be a good step right there.
0: That's a great step. And then
5: we're going to do a lot of listening to each other and validating each other's feelings. And I always have to define to people that doesn't mean you agree with him, but you honor and respect his right to feel how he feels and be where he is and see it the way he sees it because it's all he can see. So we have to honor that. Um, And then I think we have to start creating some rules that make us both feel safer and more comfortable, and those rules are going to be very different for every couple because based on what you need, if he needs a certain amount in savings to feel comfortable, then we need to figure out a plan to give him that, and maybe she needs a certain amount Every week or month that she can spend so yeah. she feels like she has some freedom and she's not being controlled and that's what's gonna quiet her fear. So what are the rules that we need to have in place so that we can both feel safer?
0: And they're agreed upon and they're discussed and they're not I mean they're in stone, but we can also rediscuss them. Sure. They're movable. They're so I, a rule in the therapy world they call it a boundary, you know, whatever. Sure. But a rule is a powerful tool. And again, at first, you don't necessarily know you need a rule because we just thought we loved each other and love would conquer all. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you find out your partner's ten thousand in debt. And Yeah. Then now, okay, oh, we, okay.
5: We might need some rules. Now we need some
0: rules. <laughs> I didn't know you were so I don't know crazy. Yeah.
5: Yeah. So these do have to be rules that you both agree on and feel comfortable with because the next step is you need to keep. The rules. Yeah. And you need to be honest with each other.
0: See, that this is how you build trust. Right. We make shared rules, especially after we violated something, some expectation that we didn't even have a rule on. Then we make the rule. But then if we keep them, now all of a sudden we're both living something that's trustworthy. Now I can trust because we make a rule and you keep it. This is how you fix it.
5: Yep. And we've got to have trust if we're going to have love. Yeah.
0: That's it, huh? Because that'll get rid of the fear, I guess. So
5: I have a confession. When I was newly married, my grandma sat me down and she taught me the way to go shopping and buy myself something new and then hide it in the closet and don't wear it for a while. And then when you wear it and your husband says, did you buy something new? You say, oh, no, I bought this. This was old. I bought it a long time ago. I bought it years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm thinking, Grandma.
0: Grandma, you are so naughty. You
5: stinker. Yeah. Because... Grandma. This is not going to build a healthy, a really healthy relationship if we're not being <laughs> honest with Isn't each other. Isn't that true? But
0: see, I like the idea that trust. So the the path to uh, the path to fearless is trust. The path to love is trust.
5: It is. You cannot have love, real love, where we both feel safe and are then capable of really showing up for each other if we don't have trust.
0: That's right. And then the path to trust is rules that we keep. And yeah. the path to rules is communication and conversation with understanding and caring.
4: I think you got this. I think That's I the formula. What's right the path? There.
0: And then once you've got love, then, then you've got the real root good. of all good, which isn't money. That's the root of the evil. But
4: yeah.
5: The real root of good I mean, is don't you find in every couple you work with that trust is just...
0: Oh, yeah. That's the core.
5: Is that the T of the...
0: Yep. Starved. Yeah. It's tea, it, it, And think about it. That's why I love the rule idea because once you tie down a rule and then I see my part and we talked about it and we made a rule and I see them working on it and keeping it. Then now it's like trust. I can trust that. Yeah. So I don't You think anyone you can trust anyone as long as they're progressing on this. Yep, you can trust it in
5: the right direction. Right. But I loved the Joanna's.
0: Yeah. and Johnny's. And Johnny's yeah. Um,
5: program that shows your spouse exactly it pops up on his phone don't you so think he that's knows. Cool? because that keeps us both honest, honest. and would make you feel yeah. even safer right you'd be able to trust your spouse and as opposed not to your threatened.
0: closet where your husband moves a shirt and 30 blouses fall With out the in bags still and tags
5: them. yeah we don't want to do that
0: what's a, what would you say if we have to wrap it up what's the one thing that we that's the key here to money and to the fear
5: okay you've got to change your fundamental beliefs about your value and this journey in life yeah, that's I mean true. for me that's what it comes down to and we've got these inaccurate beliefs that our value is on the line that our value is tied to money that security depends on money and and in the end what I've learned I've had money I've been broke many times yeah. back and forth and security for me lies a lot more in trusting God and the universe and in my abilities and and, and believing that I'm going to be OK, yeah. choosing to trust that that I'm safer and it's my abilities and, and the fact that the universe is literally conspiring to help me and serve me and teach me.
4: It's great. And when
5: I see the world that way, I'm just not as scared. That's yeah. where security lies more so than in your money.
0: Well, think, I mean, money could disappear with one banking scandal. Yeah. One problem, one bad investment, one—I don't know if you've heard about it And
5: your securities. Yeah, but the going?
0: economy tanked a few years ago.
5: It's not looking still very good now. It could
0: take one disaster, <laughs> one war, or one whatever.
5: So change what your securities based in. Yeah,
0: change what you base your values on, what your value is, and your your di- your diamond. Your diamond metaphor is my favorite metaphor, I think, of all time.
5: Yeah. So I'll explain it really quick. Yeah, you explain just it. Just th- that your value is based on the fact that you're a one-of-a-kind, irreplaceable human soul. And I, I imagine this one-of-a-kind, irreplaceable diamond, its value would never change.
0: It's got the value. Priceless. It's priceless. value's in it. It's already there.
5: And folks, you are that priceless. Yeah. You are a one-of-a-kind, irreplaceable. And so I just think your value, it it can't be diminished. No and you have it no matter what you go through no matter what lessons the universe has dished out for you yeah. you're just a diamond in school and you've got a lot to learn still but your value is not tied to your performance no. and the things that are happening you're take setting, it off that, yeah,
0: I love that so
5: that you can feel safe and good mm. about yourself all the time it's a good there you go it's a good thought to end on
0: kim giles ClarityPointCoaching.com. Go check it out. Also, go check out her book, Choosing Clarity. And on her website, again, tons of free stuff. We're still trying to figure out how she makes any money. <laughs> but it doesn't make any of us afraid anymore. We used to be really afraid of that. Don't worry. Kim's. can you stick around? I We're going to play a game called Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. I don't know if it's a game. It's a discussion. Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Sean will be leading us in that. We're taking a break. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM, 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, uh, today we're talking about money, and we thought, you know, lifestyles of the rich and famous. Besides, we have Kim Giles in the house with us. Talk about rich, famous, and lifestyle. You've got all of them. <laughs> Kids, like, do not bring me up in this. Hey, uh, Sean O'Neill is going to walk us through this one. Sean, what, yes. what are you going to teach us here? Um, well,
6: I have a list in front of me of the richest people in America.
0: Oh, this will be fun. Can you name
6: any of them? Yes. Go for it. Oh. Uh, Warren Buffett. Yes. Bill he's Gates. He's in the top ten. Bill Gates. Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, number one
0: and number two. Uh, Zuckerberg. Oh, he's probably 30th. Um, they say he's moving up.
6: Actually, he's 20th. 20th.
0: How about mm-hmm. Oprah?
6: She's not on this list, actually. Mm. Least, well, I only went up to 42. I only printed out a couple pages, so. Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's not on here either. Um, Sorry. This stops at like $9.8 billion. Yeah, Yeah,
0: the guy that just bought the... And that's number 42. Who's the guy that just bought... uh, 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 Just bought... The what? the Clippers. Are the Clippers. You okay, Matt? What's the guy's name? Mike. Uh, what's his
6: name? <laughs> um, I think he's on here. Actually, ba- uh, Bal- Bal- He's from Microsoft. Balancing. Bal- no, Balanchine. no, 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 no. It's um. Yeah, he was like oh.
0: the, mic- the Microsoft number two guy.
6: Yeah, and I can't oh. remember his name, but he's, I think he's on here somewhere.
1: Hmm. Is there it's- a Rothschild on that list?
0: No, there's not a Rothschild on
1: the oh. list. Sorry. So Who's us.
4: the people that did Facebook? That was Zuckerberg. That's Zuckerberg.
6: Yeah. Uh, how about the Google guys? Steve Ballmer. Ballmer. That's him. He's right after Mark Zuckerberg. He's 21. Is he really? Yeah. But the top 10 um, in America, and then I'm I'm not sure when this list came out. Um, but um, let's see. Michael Bloomberg, oh. former mayor of uh, New York. Interesting. He's uh, he's got a limited partnership. What number is and he? He's, got, he's number 10. 31 billion dollars is his net worth.
0: now I wonder how he got to be mayor. I have no idea.
6: I'm just wondering. We're not speculating. No. Um, let's see. S. Robson Walton made his money in Walmart, $33.3 oh, $3 yeah. mm. Alice Walton is number eight, $33. 5. <gasps> Jim Walton, thirty-three point eight. That's three and then and then of the top
0: ten. Christy Walton. Four of the top ten are Walmart. It's yes.
6: Holy
5: cow.
0: And you guys make fun of people from Walmart? <laughs> mm-hmm. I never do.
5: Yeah, but they're not the ones with all the money.
6: (laughs) They take
0: horrible pictures.
6: I've seen their pictures. Now, there is a tie for fourth, actually. David Koch and Charles Koch. McDonald's. Nope.
0: Oh, Oh, these are the Koch brothers that uh, everyone's so mad about. All the politicians. Mm -hmm. All the Democrats hate the Koch brothers Mm because they throw so much money against
6: them. They have some diversified sources, Mm. so I'm not sure exactly where it comes from. But number three is Larry Ellison.
0: Who founded Oracle? Oracle, that's the guy. I was mm-hmm. Then yeah. you have
6: Warren Buffett at number two and uh, Bill Gates at number one.
0: Wow. How come none of them are life
6: coaches? I don't know. <laughs> because Apparently,
5: they get, we're in the wrong business. Because life coaches
6: give away too much free stuff.
0: I think that's exactly right. <laughs> We've but got to learn to market better.
6: Let's look a little bit about how some of these folks spend their money. Let's take a look at, well, Beyonce and Jay Z. Oh, first boy. First of all. Now, they like to live in a nice place, okay? Oh, yeah. Okay? Um, but they also like, if they're on vacation, if they go away with Blue Ivy, <laughs> their little daughter. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> not to laugh. Yeah. That's cute. But they actually rented a place in the Hamptons in 2012, and it cost 400 grand a month.
1: Wow. Holy smokes.
0: Yeah. By the way, have
6: you? Ha,
2: it's probably I, have, nice place. Have, have any of you ever
0: yeah. had? Have any of you ever had blue ivy? No, I have not. Ah, <laughs> oh, itches like crazy. I bet.
6: Now, for her first birthday, yeah, the couple supposedly and now and all of this is conjecture. I have no sure. idea if this is actually true or not. But they gave her a diamond encrusted Barbie doll worth eighty thousand dollars. Well, that makes what? sense. The entire Barbie doll is that doll a, was made of... a
4: need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. For mm-hmm. sure you need. Diamonds. Come on. Yeah. Kid. The diamond Barbie. Give, yeah.
0: But that. But so why there's why like you, diamonds what? all over the kid's room because they're popping off the Barbie's eyes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
6: exactly. I'm wondering if, you know, well, did Barbie have a, a belly button ring? Is that what we're looking at know. here? Or I what? think they had one in each eye. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but also. That's creepy, too. Beyonce, what does she ride around in in New York? A
0: uh, uh, a um, pedicart. What do they call it? No, no, butt? no, 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 no. A, a
6: chauffeured Cadillac Escalade. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but you'd think she'd be like in a like a Rolls Royce. Mm. But Beyonce actually goes on the subway. So you know. Oh, and, really? <laughs> or um, I mean, uh, Jay Z. He rides the subway. Sure. He actually rode the subway to his uh, uh, Barclay Center concert in 2012. Oh, he that's cool. He rode the subway. Just going on, wow. on the subway. Go mm-hmm. do my concert. Uh, Miss Oprah, mm. where does she live? Hawaii. Mm, oh, she does have a thing in Hawaii. Her other house. Well, she has uh, in Santa Barbara. Oh, she Santa has an Barbara. eighty-five million dollar mansion on a forty-two acre estate. Holy cow! As if it's Santa that Barbara. big and
1: that expensive, you have to call it an estate. Mm-hmm. It's not a house. It's well, <sighs> no, she calls it the Promised Land. Oh, yeah. that's bet, the
0: name of it. I'll bet she spends hours mowing.
6: I bet she doesn't spend a single minute mowing. If
4: you have that much money. (laughs) Every time I hear of a big house like
0: that, I think of how much mowing that means. It's a lot of lawn.
4: And she also
6: likes little nice things on her hands, too. Really? She actually, on the cover of O Magazine one time, sported a George Adler cocktail ring that cost $12,365. Wow.
0: No big deal. Mm-hmm. Do you know 12, how many apps already. I could buy with twelve grand? <laughs> yeah. Oh, how <laughs> many people you could help? Oh yeah.
6: Well,
5: I could I, help I, them she, buy apps. I mean, they give away a lot of money already. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. Well, like
6: like Oprah, grand. she found she actually discovered that she had a half sister at one point. Really?
3: That's right. I and in, in that.
6: 2011, she bought her her half sister a four bedroom home in Wisconsin. Wow. That was worth over half a million dollars. I think I'm related to
0: Oprah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Good
6: so luck. I just, you look just like her. I just <laughs> thought that. I thought you know what I think.
0: I think I'm related. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to convince her attorneys to let me get closer. We'll to start it. putting that together. So. Yeah. Well,
6: okay. We were talking about Larry Ellison mm-hmm. from Oracle.
0: Oracle. Mm hmm.
6: He has a Japanese style property in Woodside, California on 23 acres. Um, it has 10 buildings, a man made lake, a bathhouse, and a koi pond. Wow. It's currently valued at over $70 million.
1: Jeez.
0: It's hard to clean out a koi pond.
6: That is true. That's why you hire folks koi to do it.
0: Koi, they need to be taken care of. It. They can look really nasty. Oh, that is true. It's like a bad sushi pond.
6: But he also has, besides this place in California, he's got a 88,000 acre Hawaiian island. It's mm. called Lanai. Oh, Lanai. He bought it in 2012 for yeah. $300 million. You can see it off of Maui. I've been Exactly. There.
5: You've been to Lanai. I did not know he bought the island. Mm -hmm.
6: Yes,
0: he did. Wow. I spent a week there one night. (laughs) What? (laughs) You spent a week there one night? Yep, in Lanai. How about the Beckhams?
6: Uh, Cute couple. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, supposedly, yeah. Uh, The Beckhams... Well, they like to uh, ride around in their Porsche 011 Turbo Convertible worth $145,000. Oh, so you know that's worth it. And then the $475,000 oh, yeah. Rolls Royce that Victoria has.
0: Well, you, you, she's got to go in style. Yeah. yeah.
6: Worth every single
0: penny. Wow. Okay, we're totally in the wrong business.
6: Okay, <laughs> hey, we'll
4: work on that. <laughs>
0: Oprah did a little life life coaching. Kim, thanks. You are the next Oprah. <laughs> I can feel it. I can feel it. Hey, here's a quote for you from Cecil Selig. When the grass looks greener on the other side of the fence, it may be that they take better care of it. That's true, too, with our finances, our life, our fears. We've got to take better care of that stuff so we don't have to be beat up by it. Tomorrow we'll be taking a look at depression and talking with a woman who deals with it every day. She's going to give some tips on how she controls it. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Thanks for listening again. We're doing this to help you find the good in the world. Make a special effort today to find the good in your life financially. Until tomorrow, this is the Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio.